Hey, New River. <laughs> I had to change my greeting because we have a guest on today who made fun of my greeting. So now I feel like I can't be like, hello, New River. But you just did it. <laughs> yeah. So it I'm just going to say, hi, my name is Sally Peavy. I'm your host. Welcome to the Everflow podcast <laughs> with my special guest today. We have Pastor Ryan. Hey. We have Liam Adair, which yo, is such yo, a famous yo. sounding name. And then we have Logan McElroy. Get it right. McElroy. Yeah, nailed it. Um, McElroy. Welcome. So, Liam, this is your first time here with us. Um, you are longtime listener, first time caller. So, <laughs> yes. welcome. Yes. Welcome. Yeah. Um, that's stuff they used to say on like Delilah. You know, Delilah. Oh, Sports Talk Radio, too. No. They, they do yeah. that. Long time uh, listener, no, first time Dan caller. Dan Patrick gets the bell. Weighing in. Ding. You got to oh. say your weight and your height. Then he dings a bell every day. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, that's super intense. <laughs> We're not going to do intrusive. that here. Yeah, a little more intrusive. It is intrusive. That's a good word. We already took a turn. For that. Yeah. Well, um, welcome. So, Liam and anybody else who's listening for the first time, we always start off with like a little um, fun question to get us going, to get our brains awake and working mm -hmm. and just to share in something fun. So, yeah. uh, Ryan. Ryan is our resident fun guy. So, he's going to give us... Um, our fun question. For I just sure. want you to know, I make all of these questions up <laughs> while reading this website. Yep. All right, so <laughs> here's the question for the day. What bucket list item do you most want to check off in the next six months? The next six months? Oh my goodness. Yeah, so six months from now is... April? In two months, it'll be four months away. Okay, I've got mine. So... Um, wow. I read it? Yeah, I do have it because it is still in the works. And I think we're still going to make this happen. And it is Disney with my family and my sister's family, my nieces, um, in March. Is that within six months? Yes, it is. It is. You did it. So barely, barely making the cutoff. But in March, we're supposed to go to Disney. So I'm super excited about that. Brandon has never been before um, to Disney at all. So I'm excited for him to experience it, but also for our kiddos. So that's mine. I feel like we were trying to go in March. You were. Well, you were, and then it was later. But now you're not going at all. Thank that's, you for letting us know. Sorry. Depressing. <laughs> so sorry. That's really sad. She's telling, she's telling you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bucket list item for Liam. Um, so I've been over the past couple months doing what they call building a credit score. Okay. So <laughs> I think what the, eld the elder people <laughs> are you in triple digits yet? We're the old. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. Oh, I'm, I'm built. So I have like, it was nothing. <laughs> I and don't so, know. And so I had to like, I have to do this thing with my bank or whatever mm -hmm. to, like yeah, put money in anything. It. Yeah. So at the end of February, I'll have a credit score, and then with that, I want to be able to buy my first car. Ooh. Car like with like actual, not off of Craigslist. What do you want to get? Um, I don't. Whatever's like cheap that I can afford. Not a Lambo. Not no, not yet at least. Not yet. No, hey, yeah. I like it. I like not it. until that's AMC goes into existence. My goodness. Yeah, that's good, man. Liam, how old are you? I'll be twenty at the end of the month. So nineteen. You're like our. Uh, you are an intern. Really, we, but we like, like to call. Not really. We're talking about changing that yeah. title though. We did the other day. We might do get Ryan's here, dry cleaning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> coffee Only because daily. of what you did. Yeah. Yes. go do the coffee run. Right. No, he said he was going, going to a dentist, just... and instead, his name was Crentist. <laughs> hey Liam, are you single? I am. Uh -oh. oh my goodness! Just saying. I don't know. I don't know who's listening, but there you go. <laughs> there it is. There okay. it is, ladies. Oh my gosh. Okay, okay. Logan, what you Logan. got? 
Dude, I, I don't know. In the next six months, that's a tough one. Like, I when you I said know bucket, your goals. Are you kidding me? I mean, me? Yeah. in the next six months, it's to buy a house. Yeah, I mean, to buy a house. I mean, but it's not a bucket list. No, not really a bucket list. I mean, I've done it once before. It wasn't that cool the first that's time. That's a necessity. <laughs> yeah, but it yeah. wasn't here. I mean, now I'm it's trying cool. to do that so we're not homeless. Yeah. Like, that's really, like, at this point. So if anyone's listening and you want to sell me your house, <laughs> the tent is leaking, people. <laughs> Let me know. I'm getting wet every um, night. Oh, my God. Yeah, but no, for real, we're trying to buy a house. That would be. Uh, yeah, bucket list slash like just Life necessity yeah. for living. So yeah, okay, not it. I'm gonna cheat, but because I can. It's my question. Six months probably won't happen, but I do want to go to Alaska. I <gasps> think that would be awesome. Mm. I actually want to do an Alaskan the cruise. Yeah, and then yeah, because I don't want to stay in Alaska. Yeah, I just want to go see the stuff and then see a polar yeah. bear. I keep seeing a lot of Alaska. I don't think those stuff. are in Alaska. Polar bears aren't in Alaska. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think they are. Polar bears. It's freezing. I mean, it's cold. I mean, yeah, but do, okay. they're not living like the Arctic. Like they do, but and someone correct, right? Alaska is basically right. The Arctic. Wait, is that I feel the like room? Every, I'm looking it up. Everybody in the room feels I like mean, they should leave be a comment. There. I'm looking at do Alex. Alex, Alex in my comment opinion, down is below. The smartest person <laughs> in the room, and he says that. So I'm with mm-hmm. Alex. Oh, let me get back to you on this. Okay, while you're doing that, it's I literally keep... called a polar bear. Polar lives by the pole. Sorry, I'm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, so I keep saying a lot about Alaska because we have friends who won an Airbnb like contest. So for an entire year, Airbnb is paying for them to go stay at different Airbnbs all around the world. So their first place was Alaska. And I mean, they just posted every day and he's like a content creator. So he creates these beautiful videos and photos of the place he's staying. And right now it's Alaska and it has been stunning. So I'm just like living vicariously through that. So so how did he win? He won this. He won it. He like wrote an essay, everything like that. And by the way, polar bears, Live in Alaska. I'm looking it up right now. I have YouTube really? videos that say polar bears descend on Alaskan village, causing tourists boom. Like me, I would want to go see that polar bear. All right. Yeah, I stand corrected. I admit I was wrong, even though that doesn't make sense that they're they, they migrate. Dumb. They also no. have snow in Alaska. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> Do you know that? Thank you. Oh my gosh. No, that's a good. That's <laughs> it's a only good daylight there for like Do six have, hours a day. So I've seen the polar many. bears. If you don't have a six-month bucket list, do you have a regular bucket list? Like, a, oh, I mean, like what's number, your biggest bucket list item? I would to play around a golf at Augusta National, but that'll probably never what's happen. That? That's a good one. Oh, it's yeah. Of course. Where? It's in uh, Augusta, Augusta, Georgia. It's like the most pre- it's the most prestigious golf course the in Masters. America. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the Masters. Masters is there. Oh, I'm like, but, okay. The only way you play there is by Georgia. playing in the Masters or being uh, very, very, very extravagantly rich and having a membership. But you're Augusta a movie National. star. You could get in. You are. Call Martin Lawrence. He can get you in. He couldn't even play. <laughs> really? I guarantee it. Oh, wow. It's that. It's that. That exclusive. exclusive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, very cool. Well. That was fun. That was a great question, Ryan. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you, Ryan. Um, For your assistance with that. Um, so let's dive right in. Let's, let's get into it. So, Ryan, you asked a really important question this week as you taught on. I'm sorry. I put a mint in my mouth, which was not the smartest decision that I've made today. Um, but. You asked a really important question based on your teaching from John 8 this past week, and it was, who is your Jesus? And that's a really powerful question, and I just wondered how, like, I just kind of wished that we were in, like, a small group setting at that point, just to know people who are coming in, what do you think about that question? And when it makes you think about who is Jesus to you, like, or who is your Jesus? I just wondered what everybody in the room was thinking. And I'm sure everybody is at a different place with who they understand Jesus to be. And that's why I love the message because the the bottom line is it really doesn't matter who we think Jesus is. Jesus tells us who he is and we need to 
learn that, understand that and follow that. But there is no denying that like in our very simple human state that we um, try to form Jesus into whatever benefits us most at a certain time or um, just kind of bend him or put him in, you know, you mentioned the putting him in a box. Um, And so I want to know, like, this is a very broad question, but throughout your life recently or a long time ago, can you identify a time when you're like, I was just trying to fit Jesus into a box and it wasn't um, maybe just not fully leaning into all that he actually was? Or is. Are you asking me specifically? This I'm time? asking everyone, but I am looking yeah. at you, so that works. Well, yeah. I mean, and that's that's kind of what I said in the thing, mm-hmm. in the in the message, if you want to call it that, is I feel like there's not one specific time in my life that I can go back to and mm-hmm. say, I definitely did this. But I do find myself all throughout my life, mm-hmm. whatever the scenario is, is I got to say, I want to use him mm-hmm. for whatever I'm feeling to make me feel better. Yeah, And it's like, we're, we're cheapening who he is because mm. he's not trying to make you feel better in that moment. He's trying to give you a full life of yeah. joy, right? And mm-hmm. satisfaction. And refinement. And I, that's probably yeah. where my mind goes too, because even now, probably in daily life, I can see where if something's not going well, I can automatically assume this can't be from God then. Like this, this must not be God. But we, that's what's been so revealing in these last few conversations just on the podcast, understanding his sovereignty, that just because you perceive it as not good for you or not what you want, that doesn't mean that that is not from God. And that's very much putting God in a box and saying like this, yeah. this thing that I don't like right now, um, this can't be from God. That's not true. Just because you feel that way about it is not necessarily true. So that's been really profound. Well, and that's why the whole box thing has been on my mind is because you, that's the whole point. You don't put God, God can't fit in any box. Yeah. And we know that, right? Yeah. And that's what I'm, that's what I, on Sundays, that's the thing is like, I've tried to get myself and whoever's listening to a point to say, I know what I would say in a, in a Sunday school mm-hmm. setting, but if it's just me and God and I could be completely honest with him, this is an opportunity for us to change because I have that dialogue That's with so just good. me and God to be honest. And what's cool about it is he wants that mm-hmm. to be able to identify some things in your life that mm-hmm. you might be doing to help you grow forward. So the whole box idea is we do limit even the way we feel sometimes in life, mm-hmm. by the way we put Jesus in our little box and try to control mm-hmm. how we feel about him or how he feels about us even sometimes. I mean, think about that. And you made this comment, and I said it on Sunday too. I'm not even saying that our faith in a box or Jesus in a box is not that he can't heal you or mm-hmm. change you or restore you. And I love how you said this. We put him in a box when we wake up mm-hmm. and immediately don't realize all that he is. Yeah. That's the Right. That's when we do that. Because it is powerful. There's like that, that like, because that just kind of came to me in the sermon planning where it's like, we think, okay, putting God, like putting God in a box is if, if we get the news, the bad news. So somebody has got a diagnosis, we've lost someone, somebody has, um, I feel like this is a crass term for this. I don't mean for it to be, but like falling off the wagon, like there's something like that. You know, if we have somebody who's been trying to get clean or sober and we feel that they had a setback, like big news like that, that interrupts our lives. We want to believe that God can move in that scenario. And so then the opposite of that is like, so maybe I feel like I put God in a box when I don't believe that he can move in this big scenario in my life. But the funny thing is, is like we even put God in a box on the small everyday things that when we wake up, we fail to realize, no, this day is 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 God's as well. How I speak to my husband matters like this. That's his moment as well. How I treat my children matters like yeah. this is his moment as well. So it's like that's kind of the the. It's not, it's not when we fail to remember like, oh, he can move in a big thing. So I, I, 
I, I put him in a box. Putting him in a box is like, yeah, even just throughout the small everyday things that you don't recognize. Mm-hmm. That well, is his moment. And going back real quick. So that example you were saying, not putting God in a box is realizing that maybe he doesn't cure that addiction mm-hmm. or falling off the way. But right. it's understanding that there is a purpose and a plan mm-hmm. that even if it doesn't go the way we want, mm-hmm. we're still okay with it. Yep. That's taking him out the box and saying, I trust you no matter what. That's so right? good. Exactly. Right. I think that's exactly, that's that whole that's that whole thing. Yeah. That's yeah. really good, right? I think sometimes too, it's like, and I know for me, like growing up, you know, when I was younger, middle school, high school age, and then even into college, it was like, you know, I thought this whole idea of Jesus or putting him in a box. I, I know, and I, and maybe other people can relate to this too, of like, you know, like when you're comfortable, right? When things are going mm-hmm. good in your world and everything's solid, you're mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, I'm doing great by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, how much Jesus do I need? You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like, like what? Uh-huh. You know, like, so you, you kind of, and this is kind of what I alluded to earlier, like the backpack Jesus mentality, right? And, you know, you, you think about the sense of like a, a backpack for school, like for, you mm-hmm. know, teenagers or whatever. They go to school for, you know, eight months of the year, nine months a year, whatever, right? They have three months off in the summer for the most part. And, you know, you in school in May, you put your backpack in the closet, right? Mm-hmm. Generally, you don't think about touch your backpack again until like the yeah. day before school starts. You're like, oh, yeah, I can get my backpack out again. Yeah. Right. Well, we did the same thing with Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's like things are going good. You're like, let me just put Jesus like let me mm-hmm. put the backpack away for a little bit. And like when I need the backpack again, I'll go get it out of the closet. Yeah. And like so many times we do that in our relationship with Jesus is like things are going good. I'm fine. And then it's like the minute something happens, it's like. Oh no! I need my back. Mm-hmm. Like I, I got to get Jesus again out of the closet. And so, I don't. I don't know. I for me, that is a lot of what Jesus used to be in my world, in my life. Mm-hmm. Of like, well, like I'm doing good. I'm fine. That or like I would think of him almost as like the Punisher a little mm-hmm. bit. Not like the the comic book character the Punisher. Sometimes, but maybe yeah. a little bit. But like, but you know what I'm saying? Like I had this mentality as a as a really as a kid growing up, probably, and it's just like okay, well, if I did something or like, you know, I felt guilty on, you know, about sin or my sin. Right. And then something bad happened to me. I'm like, that was God getting me right, back. Like, right. that's why I lost my baseball game today. It's mm-hmm. like, no, you lost your baseball game today because your team played like trash. Like, that's why you lost. Like, oh, still, has nothing to do with, you know, you yeah. didn't do your quiet time or you, you know, you did something stupid. Like, that's not how God works. So yeah. I'm still breaking that mentality. I yeah. mean, it will, I, I will say it to my husband when yeah. I feel, and I will, I'm trying to learn to um, catch those thoughts because I do that a lot. I think if I misstepped, if I talk too much about someone, if I like gossiped or whatever, I literally will equate it to, God's going to take something from me. Like, and yeah. so I'm, tr- I do right now try to verbalize. I'll tell my husband and he just, every time reminds me, that's not the character right. of God. That's not who he is. Like he, he right. gives out of abundance always. And anything that he gives or takes away is because of his sovereignty and has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And there's, there's no contingency there for us. Right. Um, that he's just, he, he just is who he is. And that's the whole thing of learning his actual character and learning who Jesus really yeah, is yeah. Right. versus what we've um, thought about our whole lives. Yeah, and it, that goes with like what Vernon was saying a couple weeks ago about the proper theology yes. will result in the in the right doxology or the praise. Because like whatever your view of God is, of how you think he is, will result in how you praise him. So if you view him as this genie in a bottle that, yep. you know, oh, I want this right now, give it to me. You're only going to praise him when he gives it to you, right? Yes. But if you view him as everything, 
you will praise him no matter what, because then yes. in your view, no matter what, he's worthy of the praise. That is so good. I can't remember where I heard this. I don't know if it was Matt Chandler or what, but it was that we, um, and I don't even know if this has anything to do with anything, but basically that we, oh, what was the whole concept? Now I'm going to butcher this. I'm so sorry for anybody listening, but basically that we complain to God when things don't go right. But what was the other part? Liam, you were in there. That was for Matt Chandler. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, my gosh. Um, I can't believe I'm I can't remember. Right but it, I mean, it's kind of with what Ryan was saying on Sunday of like, yeah. we give God a quarter of our time, but uh-huh. demand 100% of his. Yes. That's it Andy is Minio. that concept. Yes. He has a new album. And I was like, that oh, was Oh, I've been listening. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was fire because like, it's so true. It's so true. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Like, it's like, it's, it's, it's not an equally, like, the Bible says don't be equally yoked, but we're not equally yoked. With God, yes. like what, what's going on with this relationship? And that's the concept. It's that I'm killing it. I'm crushing it. I'm doing a great job. Like everything's on, like on my own steam. Everything's going well. And then, and then, so we pray, you know, lift ourselves higher than we are. But then when everything falls apart, God, why did you it's do God's this? Fault. Why are you mad yeah. at me? Why would you punish me? Like, it's funny. It's not like, fair. And he said, and he was like, that's just insight into our fickle, fickle hearts. Yeah. Like how quickly they change well, and wane. Human nature, right? Yeah. When things are good. It's about <laughs> yeah. me. I did and a great job. It shows it's, how much it's not, not my fault. Stability in Jesus. You, you know? absolutely, I mean, like you yeah. have that steadfastness is what honestly just like makes me breathe deep. Like, oh, thank, thank God that he is steadfast because I'm a mess. I'm like with the wind, like whatever the, the scriptures that talk about, like changing yeah. with the wind. That's literally how I feel sometimes with that's my emotions. Efficient. It's what? That's Ephesians. Ephesians? Mm-hmm. It's in Ephesians. Oh, Ephesians. I was like, I we don't know. Do we should do a sermon. It's a Hebrew word I know oh. nothing about. I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you were in you were in chapter eight. Um, yeah, so which was really good. In chapter eight. Um, and like I said on Sunday, if you weren't there, that's completely fine because we did we did want to go back through it, right? Yeah. That's our goal. Yeah, let's do it. And uh we skipped or I mean, there was a lot that we we did not be able to cover because it was verses twelve through fifty six. I think yeah. was the whole passage fifty nine. So again, hey, if you got time, go click on your Bible thing and let it read to mm-hmm. you while you're in the car because it is such a cool passage. And I thought today would be cool is let's let's talk about the Pharisees. Let's talk about Jesus mm-hmm. and why the Pharisees had so much trouble understanding what Jesus was saying because I do think it applies to to us in our everyday lives too. But background. So mm-hmm. Sally, you were saying this is one of your favorite stories because you have this adulterous woman. Yeah. I, it's one of my favorite stories. And I think about it all the time for now. I've probably even mentioned some of it on the podcast, but this adulterous woman who's caught in adultery, every, like everybody is within their rights at this point to do what the law says. So because she was caught in adultery, they have the right to stone her. But this is where Jesus steps in, draws a line or draws in the sand or whatever he said, you know, mm-hmm. whatever scripture talks about. So it says like draws, a, draws in the sand and there's always, you know, speculation as to what he was writing. Um, and I, I like to picture it that he's writing out maybe other sins that people may have been guilty of, um, you know, just writing out other things. So maybe pride or gluttony or like just gossip, like whatever it is, just writing out other things that people would identify with and be like, oh, that's a part of the law too. Um, and I'm, I participate in that. And so maybe I'm really no better than her. And so then he goes on to say that, that, you know, whoever's without the sin, whoever's without sin, you go ahead and pick it up, throw the first one. And the thing is that like, that's where I think about a lot because, you know, there's a lot of talk of, especially in our country, like, what are my rights? What are my rights? What are my rights? And I think that rights are important. And I think we should fight for them. And I'm thankful for the people who do fight for them. But we have to elevate God's kingdom above anything else of our own. Like that has to be our highest goal 
is the king is the kingdom of God. And that means the language of God, the grace of God, like those things have to be elevated in our lives above even what we think we deserve. Um, because God gives us a lot of stuff that we don't, that we don't deserve. And so that's just been kind of a beautiful thing for me that like, okay, whatever you think your rights are, you may be within your rights to go, you know, protest or to go whatever, whatever it is in your mind that you think you have the right to do. But Jesus is coming in and saying, but like my, my king, like the kingdom now, because of grace, because of what he came to earth to do, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a different way. It's a different way than the world. Um, and it looks a lot like grace. It looks a yeah, lot like, you know, so good. Well, that's that punishment thing. They were ready to punish her. Yes. Well, and listen, he, they tried to trap him. In right. Story. That's exactly. the whole point of yeah. all of this was to, again, trap Jesus. But yes. they also wanted to punish her. And I love that verse. Where are they? Woman, woman where are they? Has no one can has no one condemned you? Like, hey, mm-hmm. I did all this stuff, and all of a sudden they left because no one's there to condemn you. They mm-hmm. wanted to punish, but I gave you grace. Yep. And then I love, I mean, I was listening to somebody teach a story a long time ago, and they were like, he he could let her go because it is the law. She should have been punished, right? right. Um, but he could let her go because he knew that he was going to be punished for her. Mm. And that's the only reason that he could let her go because he didn't break the law. Mm-hmm. He knew that that punishment would be taken by him. Uh, but anyway, they go, so they talk about that that story. And then that's where we picked up in um, verse 12, where it says that Jesus spoke to them again. So I just thought that was so cool that going into Bible stuff, that he was talking to them about that whole scenario in the temple complex. Everyone kind of leaves. They try to trap Jesus. They try to get him um, to mess up. And then they leave because they're like, dang, we failed. So then he's teaching again. And now they come back. They're like, yeah. all right. Oh, maybe it could have been, I was reading something. So it was later in the day. It could have been separate group of Pharisees. Could have been some, could have been the same. Oh, okay, we yeah. Don't, you don't know. Yeah. But they, again, tried to really argue with Jesus about who he was. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, yeah, on Sunday, the question was, who is Jesus to you? Because we like to argue with what Jesus says, even if you don't if you don't do it intentionally, mm-hmm. with your life, with putting him in the box, Right. right? All that Jesus is, and we try to make him something that he's not. So yeah. then he says, I'm the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. All right, but here's what's big about this. We know that the Pharisees know all the knowledge of the Old Testament, mm-hmm. um, that they're also looking for a specific person, I guess you will, in who the Messiah is, right? That's not a yeah. poor man who came from um, a poor family, mm-hmm right, to come and save the world. They were looking for something majestic and and strong and ready mm-hmm. to fight. So that's number one. They also, according to Scripture, don't realize that he is testifying about who he is in the Father, right, because they are, they're so confused with what that even means that they're blind to the truth in front of them. Wow, yeah. So I think that's important for us, too, because— we have so many preconceived ideas of who Jesus is, yeah. and he tells us every single day, I give you mercy, I give you grace, I give you forgiveness, uh-huh. but we're still blind to the truth of who he is because he doesn't fit what we want him to be or mm-hmm. thought he would be. Yeah. Right? Does that make sense? It does make sense, and it's super powerful. You know, I feel like um, I feel like I can definitely identify even times in my life, and that's, that's what I'm saying, this whole thing yeah. of identifying <clears throat> the punisher. I mean, I have to actually call it out to to see the inconsistencies, to retrain my brain on who Jesus actually is or who God actually is versus who I thought that he well, was. And, and a lot of it pulls down to us being selfish, right? To yeah. be honest with you, it's just like, look, like we want him to be what we want mm-hmm. him to be because of us, because that benefits us the most or yeah. like 
again, like we said earlier, of like something goes great, good. Like mm-hmm. I, look at me, I'm doing great. Yay, mm-hmm. Jesus, whatever. Something goes bad, it's like Jesus, what the heck? Why mm-hmm. did you let that happen? Why you know? And it's not. And it, but even again, that's selfish. And like, oh, it's. I'm deflecting myself. Like I'm defending myself. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't my fault. Like clearly yeah. I couldn't have done, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like it all boils on us just being like crazy selfish. And I think of this in the justice aspect too, because like I, you know, for the Pharisees, justice, justice for them was this woman committed, uh, you know, she broke the law. Justice is death, you know, for breaking the law. And so I think that for us a lot too, that what we think looks like justice. So if we feel slighted or wronged or offended or whatever, that God must feel that, that Jesus must feel that way too. And that's again, a retraining of our brain. That's not necessarily it, you know, that he, his justice will look different to us and we have Mm -hmm. to accept that. It's, um, yeah, like a lot of the times it does, whatever God's plan is, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. looks so different than what we want it to be or whatever it is. And it's, it's like he said, the light of the world was right in front of them, but they were mm-hmm. still too blind to see it. Like yeah. it's literally, and I don't know if this is just literally whether, whether the, the 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 translation is like it, it's kind of obvious that like what Jesus is saying like is true. Like the way he's wording this, like the uh-huh. language he's using is like there's something with this guy. Like even when they're like, "Who are you?" Yeah. This confidence that you're coming from, like there's something about this guy that's different. Yeah. So I think deep down, like they kind of know it's true. Yeah. Like what he's saying is true. So is it like? A, a thing of like Pharaoh and where it just has a hard heart. It's uh-huh. literally in front of them recognizing it's the work of God, but they don't want it to be true uh-huh. because then there's accountability with that. And they can't have this authority right. that they've kind of well, yeah, made I, I, themselves. I, yeah, I think there's pride in that of like, look, if, if this really is Jesus, if this really is the Messiah, yeah. right. Or whatever, like he'll prove of what I do. Right. And then who are we at this point? Like now, like people used to listen to us because we were like the, you know, the head honchos or whatever of the religious world of the church. And now like, if he's here, like, now we're nobody. Mm-hmm. So like, I really think a lot of it was like almost like a power grab of like, nah, like you can do your thing, but like you are not who mm-hmm. you really think. And like, and I love what it says. Like when, when it starts into it, they're like, you know, I'm the light of the world. If you follow me, you will not have to walk in darkness because you'll have the light that leads to life. And they immediately come back, right? <laughs> they're like, well, look, here's the thing. You're making these claims about yourself and that's not valid. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus's response to that is like, Annihilation. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's Perfect. honestly, it's kind of savage. Like, yeah. He, yeah. He, he slays them with it, and he basically says, these claims are valid even though I make them about myself. For I know where I came from and where I'm going. But you don't know this about me. You judge me by human standards, but I do not judge anyone. And if I did, this is my favorite part of this verse. I've said it like three times before. Uh, and if I did, my judgment would be correct in every aspect, mm-hmm. in every respect, because I am not alone. The Father who sent me is with me. Your own law, and this is the best part because he throws the law back on him and says, look, like, this is still accordance in your law. Like, if you really want to get technical, he's like, look, your own law says if two people agree about something, their witness is accepted as fact. I'm one witness. My father who sent me is the other. Like, drop the mic on him, Jesus. What's interesting on that is he says, you're judging me by human standards. We do the same thing today. Oh, 100%. As Christians, we aren't supposed to look at things through this lens Mm of— uh, just life on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, we're supposed to look at things through this lens or perspective of eternity mm-hmm. because you use the, uh, at least a couple times I've used the rope analogy mm-hmm. with the red tape on the tiny end. Francis and, Chan. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All, all the way through. But that's true is because like, and you said it in the message, like God didn't promise us. The promise wasn't, you know, the perfect life on this side of eternity. The promise mm-hmm. was that all these issues would go away through eternity. Mm-hmm. John three sixteen doesn't say, 
you know, for God so loved the world, he gave his son that you would have a great life on earth. It says so that you would have everlasting mm-hmm. life and you will not perish. Yeah. So it's, it, I mean, it, that's literally that yeah. human standards. Yeah. Which is funny, like the, going back to the human standards thing, because I mean, this is even, this is a very small lesson on like, even just leadership and understanding, like whoever you don't think should be a leader, you're, again, it's the whole sovereignty. It's eternity, looking at things from an eternal uh, aspect, God being the the beginning and the end over everything, that is sovereignty. You have to trust that like, no matter, even if you look at a leader in position, and that's what we're told, like leaders are appointed by God. Um, so whatever posi- position is over you has been appointed by God. And there is a submission that has to take place and not just to that person, but to God, because you trust that he put that in place. So whether you think that they're qualified enough or look right or like whatever it is or don't have like because that's the whole thing right like he's also I mean he obviously drops the hammer that's some boldness right there but he's also you know he's the lion and the lamb like a meekness and a there's a quality there that you're like wait you're you're the messiah you're gonna save everybody with like this you know kind of meek temperament and this you know quiet calmness like no we need somebody in here who's like yeah they let's want, get they, it they done want a, they want know? a warrior they, they want did. a yeah. human yeah. standard exactly you put yeah. your perception of who i should be and but you're and I, okay so go back because that means with that too you said their hearts are just hardened right mm-hmm. so i think this is this is pretty cool so i think because you mentioned a bunch of things there they thought they didn't understand they thought they knew from the old testament but it was also God's plan for their hearts to be hardened. If you go to verse 20, it was right after what you just read, Logan. And then they said, well, who is your father? And he said, well, you neither, you know neither me nor my father, Jesus answered, because if you knew me, you would also know my father. And he said, verse 20, he spoke these things, these words by the treasury while teaching in the temple complex. And it, this is what I think is important. This was This is the will of God right here. He said, no one seized him because his hour had not come. So if they understood who Jesus was, there would be no arrest of Jesus. There'd be no trial. There'd be no um, death, right? Because the Pharisees are the one who led that charge. And it's it's fascinating to me, like, why then did Jesus spend time trying to convince them or, or sharing who he was if he knew that they were going to be the ones to really put the plan into action for the cross and ultimately the resurrection, right? I think because he had to create so much controversy in their hearts that it would lead them to the point of that, right? And think about this. So many times in our life that you meet people that have their hearts hardened, Mm -hmm. that they can't understand what you're saying. They don't understand why you live the way you live, why you make the choices that we see in Scripture. Maybe it's God's plan for their hearts to be hardened for this season. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, we have to trust the sovereignty of God that even though their hearts were hardened, it had a purpose. Mm-hmm. And that purpose led to Jesus' death, which is our resurrection. I just think that's cool that he says, your hour, no one sees them because his hour had not come yet. And then he goes straight into predicting his departure. And they don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to read that real quick, Logan. Look at 21. Are you on it? Yeah. It says, later Jesus said to them again, <clears throat> I'm going away. You will search for me, but you will die in your sin. You cannot come where I'm going. People ask again, is he planning to commit suicide? What does he mean? You cannot come where I'm going. All right. So they st- they don't get, they have no yeah. clue what yeah. he is talking about. No. Wait a second. You mean that I'm not going to heaven because you just said where I'm going, you can't come? So they think he's going to kill himself because back then, and even some people think this today, I'm not getting into that mm-hmm. discussion, that if you commit suicide, it's completely destined for hell. You have no op- opportunity to make it to heaven. So they thought he must be killing himself because... 
I'm going to go to heaven, right? They're mm. in their pride. They were so mm-hmm. prideful to say, I'm good enough. I know enough that right. I'm definitely going to heaven. Mm-hmm. So where are you going? And then look what he says in 23. <laughs> you are from below. Uh-huh. Like, think about that. Wow. Talk about boldness. You're from below, but I'm from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. Therefore, mm-hmm. I told you that you will die in your sins. But then he gives them a chance. For if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Mm-hmm. If you believe that what I'm telling you, you won't die in your sins. But they did not take that opportunity because their pride, selfishness, and their hearts were hardened mm-hmm. because it was God's plan in that moment. See, that is a that is a beautiful thing. I love that you, I love that, well, I love that he says that for if you do not believe, because it is that, like, that, that on-ramp, you know, like mm-hmm. there it is. He still you know, offers opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Still and that you won't die in your sins, like, because he covers that. And it doesn't mean that, again, I mean, this is just like, of course, basic theology, but like that when he died, it didn't, it did not take away the fact that we are very sinful humans, mm-hmm. but it means we won't die in that, that now the covering of Jesus, God sees us through the covering of right. the blood of Jesus. And we are clean because of that. And so I just, um, that's a beautiful thing. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that, you know, there, there was a way, there was a way there, um, for people to believe. Um, so yeah. And then it goes on. Yeah. That's where he, after he said, um, you're from, you're from below, I'm from above. And then he says for, you do not believe that. And he, you'll die on your sins. And that's when they were like, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy? What is happening what? right yeah. now? Like, yeah. How are we, like you said, how am I just getting like taken to the woodshed right yeah. now yeah. with these words? And Jesus is like, precisely what I've been telling you. Like, I'm listen, the one who I yeah. always claim yes. to be. Yes. Like it, it's not a secret. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to, to I am, I am who I said I am. Um, and then skip a little bit. And they, it says in 27 that they did not know that he was speaking to them about the father. So Jesus said to them, when you lift up the son of man, this was powerful to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you lift up the son of man, then you will know that I am he. It's like when, when you see my dedication to the will of God, mm-hmm. then you will know that I am the one I've been telling you about. You don't get it now, mm-hmm. but you will know soon. Mm-hmm. Then we still know in the story, they try oh, to cover chills. up the resurrection and stuff and all chills. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's the, as he was saying these things, many believed yeah. in him. You kind of covered the, this difference between knowing about Jesus and believing in him. And that's the, that's the, uh, that, that's the, the proof in the pudding. Cause I, I would go even further as to say, the, the the belief is the key word there. There's even a difference between belief that and belief in. You know, you can you can believe that Jesus walked the earth 2,000 years ago, that he said all these things. All, the devil believes that Jesus is the son of God. You can even believe that. But it's belief in what he's saying is true. Belief in the fact that he died and resurrected on the third day and you have eternal life because of that. Yeah, yeah. and so that's, man, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. That was fire, yeah. as we like to call it in the hood. Get it. Uh, <laughs> But so the reason I even said that, one, Robin Robin loves to, to point this out because it's so true that knowing him, right, and believing in, we'll say the believing in. So if you believe in him, that should move you to action, mm-hmm. right? You should, mm-hmm. that should change who you are. And, and that should give you some interest to get into the word of God. It should, it should, you know, transform your heart to want to be more like Christ. Now, obviously not all at once, but that's not what we're saying, but it should spark something within you to say, man, if I truly believe in him, then how does my life measure up to that belief? Because what we confuse is knowing and believing, right? Well, I know Jesus, so I'm saved. I'm good to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. but believing in means your life looks like that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that, that's where I was going with that. Yeah. Well, and I think too, and like, and this is where this, I mean, you know, this is the part where it gets a little uncomfortable, right? But I think like that right there, 
man, like you look at Christianity today and like, I think that is a lot of where we're at. Right. Of like the, like, yeah. Like believing that, like the knowing part, but then it's like the, like you said, like the, all right, well, what does your life look like now? Like, does it truly reflect that? Like, are, right. Are we really being living sacrifices? Like, mm-hmm. are we actually living that out? Like, that's the question. I think that's really what this whole, like, series has even been about and like it's been super challenging for me i don't know about everyone else feels Mm -hmm. about that but like i mean it's been super challenging but man i i do feel like that's very much like where the church and i don't mean new river specifically but just the the big c church Mm -hmm. in general right like i feel like that's where we are of like yeah like we know jesus Mm -hmm. but we're still going to be all about ourselves we're still going to do our own thing we're still going to like pick and choose like what you know and Mm -hmm. it's like no like that's it's not how this works. I think, and I, I'm glad you just said that because there's a big thing of like, and I've heard this with people like I personally know of like the, I love Jesus, but if right. you have to put a but after that, <laughs> like what in the heck, dude? Yeah. And like, I That's love that the you box. put, yeah. yeah, I love that you said the the John 15, five verse about the the true vine. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that goes with like, even what um, at the Grove, what Shelly was saying. I wasn't infiltrating the ladies. I was doing the <laughs> lyrics. Okay. He's I was single. there. I was he like, incognito. He was on the move. Uh, on the move. <laughs> but she was doing, she was giving, um, and, I, and I told her, I was giving her a hard time about it, but it was true of, um, what's it called? Uh, of every like, um, every like tree, fruit, uh, vine analogy yeah. in the book. But there's, they're so good because you do know a Christ follower by their fruit. Like, yeah. you know, you know, a tree by its fruit. Mm-hmm. And if there isn't any fruit, was a seed planted to begin with? Mm-hmm. It's a hard question. It uh, definitely yeah. is. You know what someone told me one time? This kind of goes with that, but kind of not. But it was just like, it, it hits me. So like a seed to grow has to first be buried, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, we have, we have to be dead to ourselves mm-hmm. in order to flourish as a Christ follower. So yeah, when you get buried and you get dirt covered over you, then you get watered and you get mm-hmm. sunlight and then all of a sudden, S O N light. Oh, got him. The sun, sh- the, the the sun S U N shines light on the yeah, path we're walking. But the right sun, out. you know, I, I like uh-huh. that one. Double like, entendre. Uh, yeah, I like I like the wordplay. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you, said, you brought this up. So let's get let's keep going because we're we're cruising right now. Yeah. So you said the abide part or no the vine part. Well, that came from verse thirty one. Um, Jesus said to those who believed, as mm-hmm. you pointed out, Liam, if you continue in my word, you are really my disciples. So that's what I'm talking about. If you truly believe in me, then you should be in my word to be able to know who you are and what you do with that. And he says, then you are really my disciples. You will know the truth and that truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. Man, that again, that is so powerful. And I'm trying to read here as I'm talking. But Go ahead, look, Sally. the thing that the thing that's funny is that he said to the Jews who had believed him and he's just, you know, talking about, you know, so the truth will set you free. Um, and then they, but they say we are descendants of Abraham. They answered him and we have never been enslaved to anyone. Yeah. So how can you say, will we become free? And first of all, I like that, that this is um, whatever I've, I've been in conversations lately about doubt. And so maybe that, I think it was from, again, the Matt, we're doing a Matt Chandler study with the young adult group. So that like Liam's in that class. That's why I keep, nobody knows this, but I keep looking and pointing at Liam because we're in this study um, together right now. But um, that you can, that that's healthy questioning. You know what I'm saying? Like, as like you can believe and ask questions and like, you know, like those things can go hand in hand. And that doesn't mean that you're faithless or anything like that, but also how funny, like 
being so blind to like, this feels relevant even for us now. And this had to be a teaching moment for him. Like you don't understand the depth of your sin has you enslaved. Um, and so that's kind of funny, even for us that we don't realize a lot of times you think, well, I'm like, I'm good. I don't really have that, like that bad of a sin. I don't have anything super secret that I'm hiding, but like sin is so sneaky and pervasive in our lives that a lot of times he's probably looking at us saying something similar. Like you don't even know how enslaved you are to this, you yeah. know, well, like you don't have full freedom of pride, yet. Right. That's that, it. That, yeah. That's the mm-hmm. whole thing of trying to set up the whole Pharisee and Jesus yeah. debate that's going on here. Right. They are so blind to what is truly happening because mm-hmm. they thought they knew it all exactly right. from following the law, which yeah. they broke over and over and yeah. over again. And, yeah. And I think this piece right here, 34 through 38, I think it's kind of the turning point for the Pharisees in this conversation with Jesus because at that, I think, so at this point forward, they started to then turn defensive. Like, if you look at what they say, like, they're not as much questioning Jesus anymore as, like, you read through that, like, he says, hey, you are following the advice of your father. And they say, well, our father's Abraham. And he says, no. Oh, bro. For if you really were the children of Abraham, you would follow his example. Instead, you're trying to kill me because I told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham never did such a thing. No, you're imitating your real father. And so again, they're defensive, and now they get angry at Jesus, and they say, we aren't illegitimate children. God himself is our true father. Mm -hmm. He's like, look, here's the thing. If God were your father, you would love me because I've come to you from God. I am not here on my own, but he sent me. And he obviously just keeps going. And oh, no, wait, look at 43. Why don't you understand what I said? Yes, I love yeah. it. Jesus is like, bro. Jesus is probably getting frustrated at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Like, for real, getting frustrated. Because they just, they are there now, like I said, they don't, they were going at him. He's like smashed them down a couple times in love and still gave them a way out and still offered them the truth, mm-hmm. right? And this is a follow mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. which is nuts. Because in that decision, I would have been like, no, you know what? Bump you guys. Y'all don't deserve it anymore. <laughs> but that's just me, and I'm not Jesus, clearly. So, um, but no, that's crazy. And then, yeah, he keeps going with all of this, and your you know, the devil. you say you're yeah. the children of, of the your father, the devil. <laughs> My crazy. gosh, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So when I tell the truth, you just naturally don't believe me. Which of you can truthfully accuse me of sin? And since I'm telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? Anyone who belongs to God gladly listens to the words of God, but you don't listen because you don't belong to God. Bro, that's... <laughs> I mean, he, and that's oh the truth. That's literally gosh. the truth. Hold on, I want to say something. So this is something that, <sighs> as a staff, we've been talking about, and I think we, we could share it on the podcast. Like, we just felt like there's a, a blanket of spiritual warfare mm-hmm. over the church and staff. And uh, one... Hey, that means God's doing work here and the mm-hmm. devil hates it. But I yeah. love what he's saying here, that he's the father of lies. And when he tells a lie, he speaks it from his own nature. And he mm-hmm. says, yeah, because I tell you the truth, you don't believe in me. Where was it? He said, you can't believe in it because you are from the father of lies. Mm-hmm. And this was said the other week. It's like, we we believe the devil's lies so mm-hmm. much. And when we're in that mood and that mode or that season it's so hard to find the truth. It's so hard yeah. to believe yeah. the truth, which Jesus tells us mm. because we are so convinced that the lies that we are being told are true. And they could be oh, little man. things, right? That's so good. That's a, that is one of those concepts that, I, wow, that's really powerful because 
when you do think about it, it we will accept a lie as truth yeah. easier than we will accept yes, truth as truth. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Dang. And like, usually it's, it's, it usually it puts each other against each other. Always. That lie is usually something like, well, he said this or she did, or whatever it may be. Or even or, if it's not against each other, it's at least isolated. Or, or you it, isolate it, yourself. That's the main yeah. thing. And then it's just a bunch of isolated people believing lies that aren't true. Right. And that's where you can kind of see the chaos that the enemy brings because it's, um, that's what it creates. It's a chaotic feeling, you know, of like, wait, what, what's actually happening here? You know, and nobody, it's like, people don't talk to each other and we don't, you know, like can't get on the same page about stuff. This happens in your household. It's like all of a sudden, if a, a spouse, if a wife or a husband is believing a lie, maybe they don't want it. Then they don't talk it out. Then it's two people believing lies in the same house and not like cooperating yeah. together. And it's so easy. Oh, it's so, and, and it's so tricky. The 47, the one who is from God listens to God's mm-hmm. words. That's why he said, the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. If you rest mm-hmm. in the words of Christ, you will be free. You'll get attacked. You'll yeah. have lies thrown at you, but you also have a choice to believe or not believe the lies and hang on to mm-hmm. the truth. Well, that's, um, I, li- I like that. He, I mean, obviously, it's, just kind of, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, well, well duh, he's like, it's, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. It's not my truth. A it's truth. not your truth. It's not a truth that I'm making up to fit mm-hmm. my own agenda. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. This is the truth will set you free. So no matter if, if, it, if it is, that's how we know if it isn't aligning with what mm-hmm. this is saying, the truth, then it can't be true. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that Brandon says, he says two things a lot. One of them says all the time, truth is just truth. Like it just is. And Whether you want it to be true or exactly. not, it's still true. Truth is just truth. And then you said something earlier and this, we may have already moved on from this, but something, whatever it was about Jesus, but he always said, Jesus plus nothing. Like it's just Jesus. Mm-hmm. You don't, Jesus plus nothing. You don't need Jesus plus anything because it's just Jesus. So anyway, that was just like a little throwback to a few minutes ago when you said well, something like that. Um, and, to, and to even put on that of like, whether we believe in Jesus or not, he's still, or in his truth or not, it's still true. Yeah. In the sense of, if everyone in the world uh, were to become blind, it would not diminish the glory of the sun, S-U-N. Uh-huh. In the same sense, if everybody in the world were to become atheist, it would not diminish the glory of God. Yeah. S-O-N. My gosh. S-O-N. But God. yeah, I mean, look there at what you're is. saying. Five the times. truth is not only in person right in front of them, but he's speaking the truth right in front of them, mm-hmm. and they still... He even says, why don't you not believe the words I say? Like, yeah. it's not it's not up for debate. Yeah. This is the truth. I mean, yeah. it's up to you to be free or not. And then they lose their mind and call Jesus a Samaritan devil. Yeah, yeah and that's what I mean. <laughs> so then it's like they have nothing else to yeah. say. I can't defend yeah. this anymore, so you must be a demon. It's yeah. like when when you're like in middle school on the playground. Yeah, and you're I was like just about to say. It, yep. uh, like you're going in a roast battle and you have yep. nothing left, so you just like start making fun of their laugh or like their yeah. one-two-step yeah. or whatever. It's like super petty, like <laughs> yeah. childish yeah. stuff. It's the last yeah. thing it's you have in the last show thing. Yeah. Uh, you take your yep. ball and go home. Yeah, yeah. Yep. exactly. Yeah. I know you are, but what am I? That's I know you are, but what am I? But here's the thing too. I mean, you they also are recognizing this dude's different, right? Mm -hmm. Because you pointed out, they're like, all right, he's clearly more than just a man. So he's either what he's saying or he's the devil or he's got a demon Mm -hmm. because what he's saying is supernatural, but they just could not allow themselves to see it. Mm -hmm. And we do that all the time too. We know, right, who Jesus is, but we trick ourselves to say, oh, he's not really saying I can't do that or Mm -hmm. I can't live this way. No, he is saying that. You're just trying to convince him that he's not. Mm -hmm. You're putting him in a box, right? The thing I keep going back to, because I do think about, I mean, obviously I think about grace and like the grace that Jesus has. He's saying these things. He knows their hearts. He didn't really have to say a lot of this stuff out loud. He just knew it. But 
think he's showing like with each sentence that he says, it's just showing why you need a savior, <laughs> like why you are just so desperately in need of a savior. Like you, you can't even see the things that are in front of you. It's so very human of us to have such a one-sided view that Jesus, that the Messiah could only look like this and only be one way. And, uh, being a slave only looks like this and it has nothing to do with sin. And it's like, uh, he's just, even in, even in this, you know, um, verbal smackdown, it's really just full. It's just like, you don't even, I, I say, I've been saying this a lot. Denise says this on our staff. She says a lot, you don't know what you don't know. And so he's just sharing that mm-hmm. you don't know what you don't know, but right. I know it. I know it. And that's why I love that part that you mentioned, Ryan, when he's like, you'll see when I'm lifted up and truly when I'm lifted up on the cross for all of these things that you're doing right now, even I'm going to see this thing through to the end. There's just such a beauty and a grace with that. And like, you know, I can only imagine it's kind of goes back to Peter, like the moment that the Pharisees either saw or heard about Jesus on the cross that day just, it, it probably all came together. You know, I, I will have to wonder, did it all come together for mm-hmm. them in that moment? Like, man, that, that was it. Who wow. were we talking about the other day? Was it, you were talking about, I don't remember if we had this conversation. I had this conversation with someone the other day. I can't remember who it was, but I feel like it'd be so interesting to know how many of these Pharisees after mm-hmm. like the death and resurrection of Jesus, then were like, Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. We messed up. Uh-huh. What well, then they we tried do? to cover it. A lot of them tried yeah. to cover it up. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, like, they were what? like, someone oh, stole the body or, you know. Yeah. They're like, oh no, I think yeah. we're wrong. Let's, again, let's, you know, pride. Let's Justify. cover ourselves right. up. And yeah. of course, we look back on it with like 2020 vision. Right. Like, oh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's look, another good point. Look how dummies. dumb these Pharisees <laughs> yeah. are. Like, we wouldn't but do the same thing. But you had kind of asked that. Would we have been in the same boat? Like, yeah. How would we have been? You know? And that's that's kind of a scary question. Like, where would we have been if we had the Messiah right in front of us? Would we have been? Would we have believed? Well, that's you know? um, in the in the kind of it was it was Robin that brought up the point of the who is your Jesus thing because mm-hmm. there was I guess some old song or whatever that yeah. was like that and in that song because that day me and Logan were jamming we did to listen it. to it um, <laughs> but it it says like was it a bop? Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Okay. Not bad. Seven point five. We, we probably okay, wouldn't play on Sunday morning, but okay. Good. But cool. um, in the song it says something like how it basically says like how many. Uh, if Jesus was like, you saw Jesus passing on the street, how many of you would even recognize him? Mm-hmm. And like literally, like, mm-hmm. I mean, so it's like, yes, the Pharisees didn't do that. But like today, like would like we can't know that yeah. we would be any better. Right. Yeah, 100%. And that's super humbling because even now we feel like we know what's best or we know, you know, yeah, like what we, what we just said. I'm good. My son's not that bad. I obey your laws and commands. Yeah, I'm not Question as mark, bad as this you know? person. Exactly. It's a lot of that going on. So where where would we have been? It's an interesting thing to think about. Um, I also love, I just want to, um, I don't have anywhere to go with this, but um, when he says, like, if the son sets you free, you really will be free. I just love this phrase. A slave does not remain in the household forever, but a son does remain yeah. forever. And I just think that's a beautiful thing and could be like a whole, like, son or, are you a son or a slave? Like, you know what I'm saying? Come on, Sally. Okay. <laughs> Come on <laughs> but, today. But I just think that that's, uh, I don't know, I think that's super powerful. That doesn't remain in the house. That doesn't remain in the house forever. And But, like, to be a son and a daughter. Um it's just, that's powerful. So, yeah, then he goes on to wrap this kind of whole discussion up because they bring up the Abraham thing, right? We covered that one. And then they— Well, don't skip over it because I get chills every time. Well, they oh, call no, him a not. demon. Oh, at the, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but yeah. I'm they saying they, they introduced the whole Abraham topic way mm-hmm. back that we already covered, and then they kind of right. continue on with that dialogue. Um, 
are you greater than our yeah. father? Abraham? Yeah, because he says, if anyone yeah. keeps my word, they will never taste death. And they say, are you greater than Abraham, our father? Even he died. The prophets died. So who are you pretending mm-hmm. to be? And then he goes on and, and uses this other thing is, I, I go, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. But my mm. father, you say about him, he is our God. Well, he is the one who glorifies me. He said, you've never known him, but I know him. And if I were to say I don't know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his words. Your father, and this is the part that I thought was awesome. I mean, just picture this. Your father, Abraham, that you claim is your father, your prophet, um, your holy one other than God, he was overjoyed that he would see my day, the day that I come, the day that I share the truth, because Abraham knew that when I come, the law was done Mm -hmm. in people will be free for eternity and have, I think Abraham knew too, that they would have the spirit of God, Mm -hmm. right? I think that he knew that my day would come and everything would change for the glory of God. And he said, he saw it and he rejoiced. And then they go on to say, but you aren't even, again, like, mm-hmm. Ugh, just like, like let it rest. Why do you have to keep It's like arguing with my six-year-old. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, you cannot watch yeah. TV until midnight. <laughs> but what do you mean, dad? Why not? He says, you're not even 50 years old. How have you seen Abraham? And this is it. I My drop. You, before Abraham was, I am. Like, man, yes. you don't, you don't even know. That's the moral yeah. of the story. Yeah. That's I am. Yeah. yeah. Let me, let me, yeah. Let me sum all of what we talked about for this long discussion up in two words. I am. Yeah. And then they're like, you know what? Now we just got to hit him with rocks. And so they go to find rocks and Jesus is like, "Mm, bye. But what's powerful about those words is they knew those words because God claimed to be the great I am Mm -hmm. all throughout the Old Testament, which Mm -hmm. they knew, memorized, studied, held on to. And Jesus is again proclaiming, all right, if all that didn't work, let me me just tell you, I am Mm -hmm. that one. The one you know I am, that is me in front of you. And that's when they picked up stones and threw And I think that's why they're so mad. Because at that point, I think they were like, we're out of options. Like we have... I, I really do believe, like at this point, they 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 ha- I I can't fathom that they would not know at this mm-hmm. point. Like they had to just straight be like, no, yeah. we're gonna deny it, yeah, but it denial. is absolutely. I I, I am mm-hmm. like that is exactly what it they is, had and to they deny had it. they had to know that because like that's what they do. Literally, they're like, and maybe they feel threatened. Maybe they feel like they're gonna lose their power. Whatever it is, right? Whatever we said earlier. Could be multiple things, but like they had to know by this point. And so that's why they stopped. Like they were just like, all right, look, you know what? Like we've got a stone mm-hmm. this dude for I wonder reason. Sina, I know we gotta wrap up, but okay. just thinking. I wonder what the devil is thinking. Does mm-hmm. the devil think? I don't know, maybe. Well, let's just say he does. Yeah. All right. So what is the devil thinking here? He again, going back to what I was saying, like I think God hardened their hearts on purpose because this had to occur to get the tension up, to, to get things going on, mm-hmm. to for them to say, oh, he's blaspheming, saying he's God, in order for the, the ultimate plan to go in place. So is the devil sitting there thinking like, I'm winning or like, mm-hmm. man, my yeah. reign's almost over because I know what's about Probably, to happen. Probably, because not being all-knowing, uh, like Satan's not an all-knowing mm-hmm. being, um, right? Do you so, think so- Satan knew... The plan? You don't think he knew what was going to happen? I I, I feel like I think Satan it, has to be. I mean, Satan is cunning and probably, uh, I don't want to say like wise, not like wise in the way of God, obviously, but just yeah. like um, I imagine him like as the ultimate manipulator. So like can pick up on uh, social cues, can pick up on body language, can pick up, you know what I'm saying? Like see that mm. kind of stuff and see how, like that's just kind of how I, I view Satan. And so 
I don't think he was dumb to what was going on, but he's not all knowing. So he, mm-hmm. you know, so I think if anybody is walking around saying Jesus isn't Jesus, then oh, he's yeah. like, oh yeah, this is awesome. You know? So yeah. it also uh, kind of brings up the question. I think we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, just like a conversation in the office. It was like, so uh, Satan like knows scripture, but so it, it, I guess that there, there's two options. Is it like, so if he, Let's just just say he's he's read that far in his in his Bible. Mm-hmm. He knows Revelation <laughs> yeah. twenty where it says he gets cast into the lake of fire. Does he like does he know like that and like accepts that as true and he's thinking, oh, I gotta get as much work done up until that point? Or that's what I'm saying. Is he so yeah. prideful yeah. to think mind, that he can Full get away from that so truth. Yeah. Pride. I mean, I just, the thought of Satan reading the imagine. scripture right now has got me cracked up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Satan might be reading the scriptures more than most Christians are. You what? know what's funny though? It just it just occurred to me. Facts. It Uh-oh. just occurred to me, like Uh-oh. so during this whole thing. So then Satan asks to sift Peter. Like Satan's not even worried about Jesus at that. He just wants to like sift Peter. If, if, is that his like greatest concern at that point? It's too? almost like, okay, I do know what's happening. And now I got to go attack the one who's going to build the church. Yeah, right? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. But also it's like God's plan still happens even when you don't want it to. Yeah. So like, even like you said, uh-huh. even Satan has to submit yeah. to God's plan and yes. God's will. So like, you no, know, even if he attacks the one who's going to build the church, he's still uh-huh. going to build the church. I don't That'd be just so from- frustrating to be Satan. Yeah. 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 So frustrating. It's almost like a cartoon. Like you all like Tom and Jerry, you yeah. always know he's gonna or somebody's gonna the get hit, but he's always gonna get hit with an anvil. So again, that goes back to the point though, because obviously we're joking and right, we don't right. take Satan lightly, but at the no. same time, then why do we believe his lies? If we yeah. know what is happening, then why do we continually, including myself, mm-hmm. believe yeah. in the lies to take us mm-hmm. off that that Which true he knew joy. that we would, and this and this is why yeah, perfect segue. We have to have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We yeah. have to have the Holy Spirit. And so that's why I'm excited for that series starting not this Sunday, but next, next Sunday, Sunday, correct? Yeah. So here's it's I, so important. Yeah. So this Sunday, can I give a preview? Please. Oh, oh yes. So this Sunday we're wrapping up No um, spoilers. Yeah, no, no big spoilers. Right. We're wrapping up living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And uh the goal is to close with what the characteristics of a living sacrifice looks like, or what do we embody um as living sacrifices. What are our characteristics? Then we're going to go for the next five, six, seven, 12, who knows, uh, weeks on Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about, and here's where this came from. We probably mentioned this already, but we've been talking a lot the past couple of weeks about um, following the Holy Spirit, following the draw of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. responding to the Holy Spirit. So we are like, man, maybe we should, we should really teach in depth who the Holy Spirit is, because it is a he, not an it. Mm-hmm. He is a he, part of the triune God, and we uh, need to talk about it. We need to, to share what it is and then allow ourselves to grow in that, mm-hmm. right? So anyway, yeah. big facts. It's super exciting, super exciting. And it's just so, I mean, you like, that's the whole thing. Like if you, just a reminder for anyone listening, if you're hearing this and you hear Jesus's harsh words and everything like that, they were har- super harsh for this time and they're still applicable to us. Like we have to know who Jesus really is. Like we we need to know accurately who he is. Um, but we also have grace and we have the Holy Spirit who helps us um, in our very human state, you know? Yeah, that's a great point. So we even talked in this message about how Jesus had had to go in hard here. There was a reason why he did that. Um, that is not how he treats people, but 
he treats him with grace. Mm-hmm. He meets you where you're at. Yes. Same right. as you, I think you brought up mm-hmm. in sermon planning. He talked to the lady at the well completely different. Vernon, way. Vernon yeah. actually Vernon, said that yeah. on the sly. And I was like, nobody heard him say that. And I was like, thank yeah. you for saying that because, yeah. because that's the whole thing. He was talking around here to Pharisees. And he was also talking to people who believed who were still asking questions like, right. wait, we're in, we're not enslaved. So how can you free us? But yeah. they were believers. So it's like, he had to be very firm, direct. There was also a bigger plan and purpose in the works, but like he talked to the disciples differently than he approached the woman at the well. And so those are all like context is very important. So what we never want from the podcast, from church on a Sunday or anything is that you walk away feeling condemned. That's not who Jesus is. That's not the message that he had. He needed to get across clearly who he was but there is grace for us. He's also explaining this to them because he knows how very human they are and how right. limited their thinking is. Yeah, it's like they needed the hard truth. Yes. Again, their pride was so And sometimes so deep. we do. That's my yeah. point. Is sometimes we need to hear. Mm-hmm. What, Jesus isn't walk, walking around telling everybody, you're a liar like mm-hmm. the devil. No, mm-hmm. but he had to in this situation because their pride was so deep. And he knew their hearts were hardened. Yes. Yeah. He knew that. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, you need to understand what's happening mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And so, yeah, anyway. So anyway, don't feel, conde- don't yeah, feel condemned and dark well, and, and gloomy walking and, away from this yeah, at all. They did. Uh, so yeah. Also like exactly. The Holy Spirit, like the promise is for the other side of eternity mm-hmm. of like the, the 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 perfect life, quote unquote. Uh-huh. But we have the Holy Spirit in us today so that while we're here on this limited time on earth, we don't mm-hmm. have hell on earth. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Man, yeah. that's good stuff. H-E double hockey sticks. Yeah. H-E-double hockey sticks. Sorry. But we'll, yeah. we'll bleep that Watch out. Your mouth, Liam. Yeah. Well, in closing, yeah. Liam, do you want to throw your cell phone number out there in case anybody's listening? Oh Just my gosh. Here's the thing. Anybody could be listening. That's true. Oh, um, that's a good point. That is true. Don't do that. But right. comment below comment if you'd be, like his yeah, number. Yeah, co- comment below. <laughs> I cannot condone this at all. DM we are moving on. Oh my no, gosh. Email him. Uh, oh my gosh. Okay. For Liam, Liam is awesome though. Liam, we're so glad that you're here. I'm so sorry. We did not get into like a full on get to know you. We will do that again because I want people to know more about you. You're a very special person. You bring so much life and so much fun and good stuff to our staff. It is like, been such a blast to have you. So I think everybody here would agree. Yay? I agree. Oh, yeah. My oh, you yeah. and I go way back. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. he was, when I came as a student pastor like 12 years ago. Uh, something like that. Well, you were yeah. like oh. four then? Oh, yeah, it was four. Um, we hung out a lot. Well, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Well, this okay. is all great news. That's all. That <laughs> yeah. My job is oh, a blast with Liam. It's fun. Yeah, yeah you guys are a, a really good dynamic duo. I I think you should have your own TV show, but I think most people should have their own oh, We did talk about that yesterday that we needed a reality TV oh, show. Yeah. I'd watch it. So I'm still mad, though, it. that you cast me as someone who looks nothing like me. Listen, but we'll move on. That'll be a different podcast I think for that, a different day. I think that needs to be published of, at some point. Of the live action New River movie that is in the in, uh, pre-production right now. Uh, just to give you an idea of what the guys, these guys are talking about, because yep. if you're listening, you probably have no Wait, clue. Wait, are we still on? We're still on. I thought we were just talking. No. Uh, still going. Um, we're still on. Um, <laughs> but Liam created a uh, a PowerPoint of if New River were a movie, who would play everyone like on staff, certain volunteers, and it is gold. It is actual gold. Um, except for who? Except I for am. Ryan's. I will no. agree that Awful. he got cast as somebody who is not like. Anyway, we cannot talk about this on the podcast because nobody cares. Yeah. That's um, true. But right. thank you so much for joining us this week. <laughs> we wrap up living sacrifice. I almost said living hope, but also a good thing. thing. Living great hope song. is great. Um, so we wrap up living sacrifice, and don't forget that we have the fall fair coming up. 
Um, and you can get involved by bringing candy this Sunday or signing up to do a trunk. We need about 17 do more it. trunks do it. Um, to get to where we want to be. And then otherwise, just show up October 24th, 4 to 6 p.m. Food trucks, inflatables, dunk, dunk, dunk you a can, pastor. You can dunk any of the three of us mm-hmm. or Sally. And plus, Vernon, I'm not getting in the dunk tank. We're making salad. I'm going to be sick that day. (laughs) Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next week on The Overflow. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Overflow podcast of New River Church, where we seek to provide authentic, practical, biblical encouragement beyond Sunday services. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you'd like to learn more about New River, please visit us online at newriver.church or join us in person on Sunday mornings at 9.15 and 11.15 a.m. We'll talk to you next week, same time, same place. May God cover you with His goodness and grace, and may Jesus always be enough.